Welcome to the Accelerant Podcast, where we are impacting thought leadership in the nonprofit community. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Saranda West. Today, I am joined by Amber Richard. Amber is currently the Manager of Community and Communications for OpenY. Prior to that, Amber spent 14 years at YMCA of Twin Cities, primarily in digital marketing roles. Amber, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Saranda. Amber, one of the things I wanted to just start out with is Open Y, because I think some in the community know what that is, um, but this is actually a relatively new role for you. So can you just start out by telling us more about your role and what you're doing now and even what Open Y is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, at its core, Open Y is, is a platform and a community, but really I would say it's also a philosophy because Open Y is about sharing. Um, it is about collaboration. It is about digital equity. There is the the platform, of course, which supports content across digital channels, and that is crucial to YMCA's and the world at large. But I think what makes Open Y really special is the community of folks that are banding together to make this thing work to share resources um, in a way that is really unprecedented across the why to make sure that, um, like I said, we can create that digital equity for small YMCAs so that a, a small Y in Texas can have a website that looks like the YMCA of, of New York City's. Yeah. Um, Amber, just I wanted to stop you right there real quick. I know, um, so for those listening, we are actually recording this on Friday, March 20th. So, or is it 20th or the 19th? But It's the 20th. First 19th. day, well, is it the second day of spring now? I don't know, but Pollen is, is saying that for sure. <laughs> um, but we are obviously are in an unprecedented time just with what's going on in the world. And one of the, as I've been seeing all of the, all of the conversations between the community within Open Y, like the, it's just fascinating. And uh, amazing that that team, how the the community has come together during this time. Yeah, it 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 is, and it never ceases to amaze me. Honestly, um, the the level of giving, the level of sharing, and and care for one another, and and it started after the tornado in Nashville. You know, folks moving to uh, connect with David and and support that team um, just through through kind words and thoughts, and and I think that's what's going to to come forth during this time in our lives with the coronavirus is that you know taking care of one another is no longer optional. We have to do it. Working together is no longer optional. We have to do it. And, and I think that the Open Y community, I mean, your part, which you're part of, Saranda, I mean, we're, we've been spread out for a very long time. We're all used to working in different sorts of ways, and that makes it easy to mobilize. And, you know, with the, the launch of YMCA 360 that happened in the middle of this week, that was an idea. Wow. Um, you know, that, that took place a while back. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly 
how many months ago Nathan and the YMCA of, of Greater Wichita started talking about that. But it was the mention of somebody on the Slack channel that said, hey, with all of this COVID stuff happening, is Y360 going to, to launch more quickly? And, you know, that was sort of the call to action and it did. And it made things a lot easier when Wise across the nation announced their closings um, for the protection of, of members and the community at large to say, but we've got this resource that has 60 classes, you know, including kids classes and, and some soccer sports skills and things like that. Um, and, and that's free for, for folks, which I think is a testament to the open Y ethos and the open source ethos. Absolutely. What is your role specifically? I know, so you've worked at Twin Cities yes. in, mar- in marketing for many years. What is your current role with OpenY? Like, what is your part in it? So my role with OpenY is, as you mentioned, the, the manager of community and um, communications. And so uh, my role at the Twin Cities had started to morph even in the last few years where I was spending about, you know, anywhere depending on the time of the year between 35 and 40 uh, to 50% on open Y. And what that mean, what community and communications in a nutshell means for open Y is making sure people are connected to the right resources. So if it is a new CRM partner, ensuring that there are open lines of communications with our technical resources. If it's a new YMCA, dependent on their size, connecting them to the right, to the right folks within our team and, and with our slew of agency partners to get their needs met, depending, you know, and that's, that varies for, for a lot of folks. If it's a Y man, Y, somebody that's really big, their needs are going to be very different than a, a small Y who just wants to prop up a site really quickly. Gotcha. And am I right that a piece of that is also helping to coordinate the Open Y Summit? Absolutely. Uh, that is one of my primary responsibilities, actually, uh, is making sure that we are set up for that summit and that meeting of the minds every year that happens within the Open Y community. Obviously, right now, that is up in the air, uh, like a lot of things, but uh, we will be watching things closely and and make the best decision for our community based on where things are at that time. Um, which and is right October. now, so as I was asked, so right now it's October and yes. where? It's in. It's scheduled for Dallas, uh, October sixth and seventh. So a Tuesday, Wednesday, full day. Uh, what we're looking at now is a contingency plan for a virtual summit if it is such that we cannot travel safely and bring people together at that time. Yeah, and I think we're all. Um, I don't know if I don't even know if I've got a chance to tell you. Darksco has a similar conference that we were planning um, for May, and oh, we wow. actually have uh, made the decision to just postpone, postpone oh, that. Nice. Yep, uh, maybe do something virtual as well. Uh, which actually, you know, I think we we've had to several. Was it just two years ago? We had another event like that planned where it was all of our customers coming together, and then it was in Houston, and Hurricane Harvey hit like three days before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we have been through that, like switched <laughs> to a virtual at the very last minute and it actually went, went great. Like, you know, it, everyone was still receptive and still got the community aspect across. Um, so it is good. It is possible. Well, uh, you guys are already well prepared for it then, <laughs> more so than most. Um, it, it's been a little sad to hear some of the, um, repercussions of cancellations for the likes of South by Southwest. And I'm hoping and hopeful that uh, 
we all can figure out how to how to manage that going forward. Well, what if, uh, one of the things I wanted to to ask you, so Amber, you've um, recently shifted from a um, Twin Cities to Open Y role full time, yes. but then you also have had a personal move as well. So moving from the um, Minneapolis area to to Grand Marais, Minnesota, right on the beautiful lake shore of Lake Superior. You also, with that, have shifted to being fully remote. What's that, what's that shift been like for you? You know, it was a huge change, obviously. There, there are many layers to that. First of all, moving from an urban area to more of a woods and rural setting was a pretty seismic change, but it was one that I'd been building up for and ready for. Kind of like salmon go back to the creek where they were, you know, where they were born. I was, you know, raised in a very small community, so that felt natural to me. The, the switch to remote working was interesting. We being a, a distributed team had always done a lot of work from home. And so that was part and parcel to what I did, but doing it full time caused me also thanks to you uh, to really think about what I wanted to set in terms of how I worked, where I worked, the time that I worked, being purposeful about staying connected to people, both via video and, and you know, just saying hi on things like Slack. I would say that the transition has been uh, very positive, uh, very well received, and it's been very good for me personally. My compute, my, excuse me, my commute is now setting up my workstation at a specific spot on our table because my new home is a tiny cabin. So there's not a lot of space for uh, us to, you know, have an office or anything like that. And so I've been very purposeful about where I sit to work versus where I sit when I'm recreating or, or doing something more creative and being stringent about work hours. I mean, obviously there's some flex in that, but it's not just always on. Um, you know, there's a very, I, I have a work computer and I have a personal computer. And, and so it's just a lot of little mental tricks to flip between, nope, this is personal time and yep, this is work time. Yeah, that is, that is, that is hard. And I guess hard in the initial shift, but then once you establish those boundaries, it's like any other boundaries you're setting in your life, right? Or with relationships, you just set those boundaries for yourself mentally. And then, I don't know, you just kind of get into a rhythm. Yes. Well, you've been doing it for quite a while. Uh, And so I will say that your LinkedIn post gave me the foundation for, right, I have to get dressed. I have to set this schedule. I need to make sure that I'm having lunch and going outdoors, those kinds of things. It is crazy. Um, This is one of the things, a a relatively new tip about how, like, if you literally just change your shoes, like if I go from like, I, I don't wear shoes at home, but like my socks, like if I put shoes on, that is my new mental shift of how I go into like, like I would actually put shoes on to walk out the door. <laughs> Makes a difference. Uh-huh. It is. And it's surprising because I think it's really easy to fall into the mindset that we have to make big changes in order to shift perspective, but actually we don't. Um, It is all in our heads a lot of times. And granted, would it be lovely? I I can't wait till spring because I have a spring, a screen house that overlooks Lake Superior. So I can go there and set up an office and we'll be able to work from there. Uh, So that'll be the annex. But um, even now, like you said, it's, it's, I have a pair of, shoes that I wear indoors for work days, they're not slippers. You know, it's, it's that mental signal that this is now work time. Yeah. 
And so I think this is also a really important topic with ev- like, because of course, right now with the situation that we're in, so many people are having to shift from offices are closed and mm-hmm. um, having to work from home. And it, it is that adjustment. Do you have any, having just gone through it recently yourself, we just talked through a couple of tips, but do you have any other suggestions or just words of wisdom um, for those I would people? say that, yeah, probably the tip that I would share um, outside of what I've already done, is, you know, for myself personally is coordinating that with others in your household. So a lot of schools are already out right now. I have friends who are trying to work and manage children, you know, homeschooling, like all of a sudden overnight, they became homeschool parents. I don't know if that's your case, Saranda, or not, but you know, husbands or wives or partners are now home. It's making sure that you have that coordinated calendar. So everybody knows when mom or dad or sister or brother or aunt or uncle is is working and when they're not, Um, you know, whether that's a sign, like my husband and I have a little whiteboard uh, that says like, this is what's going on today when I'm going to be on camera and need him to, you know, maybe not be wandering around or making coffee, Um, you know, and we do share, uh, uh, we have a shared calendar where my work stuff goes on his and, and vice versa. It's crucial because nobody wants to be surprised in the middle of a call, and it it's also very respectful too for the the for everybody in the house to know what's going on. Can I tell you a funny story related to that? Please. So the, this week has been a little bit chaotic with trying to communicate a lot of new things to customers really quickly. And we had a webcast yesterday afternoon, and I was standing here at my desk like I am now. I did my speaking part at the beginning. I had prepped my kids like, Hey, I've got this really important thing. People are going to, a lot of people are going to be listening to me talk. I need you to stay out of the office. Got it, mom. Well, I didn't think to tell them they wandered in. I got to the end. I forgot about the Q and a part. So as Q and a is happening, I'm trying to answer questions. I have two boys that are behind me fighting. I don't know what they were fighting over, but the the one of them unplugged the TV just to make the other one mad. So all of this chaos is happening behind me webcast cap on going and it's just a funny little clip and a part of it <laughs> and it's real life yeah it is you know I think that's one of the things that through all of this in this week is like we just have to give each other grace like we're yes. all trying to deal with this situation as best we can with kids at home with with partners at home that usually aren't are not like in my case not usually that's not the case yeah um, all the time but I've seen that this week I've seen people just yeah, it's fine. It's fine that your kids had a fight. Right. Like that's what kids do when all of a sudden life has been disrupted completely. And yeah, it is. I think that's a very important point. And I have been really pleased at the grace that I've seen others provide to me and to one another. Um, I, you know, it, it's often said, but I don't think it's trite to, say, to, to remind everybody that these are the times when we really see one another as humans, as one of us, as very much like us. And it is so much easier to empathize um, for whatever reason during a crisis than it might be during, you know, business as usual. Absolutely. Similar to that, um, one of the things that I think everyone is also really trying to um, get a handle on is their own personal health and mm. mental state during this time. Um, since you've, you're actually, 
I don't know, maybe a little bit isolated and quarantined already where yes. you are. Do you have um, just some tips for that as well? I do actually. It's something I've been thinking about a lot uh, because I, um, my husband actually has a respiratory condition that makes him one of the subset of folks that could really be affected by this. And so we went into self-quarantine pretty early. Um, my advice to anybody who needs to do that uh, or eventually has to do it by virtue of a mandate is to stay in touch with your people. Um, just because you're quarantined physically doesn't mean that you have to be quarantined virtually. Um, so I have found myself staying in far closer touch with my family, my friends, um, and, I, and I see that trend with them as well. I think the other thing, however you can make it work, is to get outside. Um, obviously, that's going to look different for all of us depending on where we live and um, how, what distance we can keep from other individuals. But I have a friend who lives in the city still, and she said it was really interesting to be out on a, a golf course where some families had set up uh, a game for kids who, you know, and everybody was just kind of keeping their distance. But you know, just the waves and, and being able to uh, feel that solidarity was so important. Um, so getting outside and, and saying hi, even if it's just like a nod and a wave, it, it connects us to one another. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Amber, I think just, I know that this is a, a bit of a heavy week and we kind of shifted a lot of topics, but is, is there any final words that you would leave for those listening, listening to the podcast today? I think the thing that I would say is take care of yourself. It is the adage that we've heard on airplanes for years and years, you know, put on your own mask first. As caretakers, uh, and, and many of us are in some form or fashion, uh, and just as human beings, we need to make sure that we are caring for ourselves so that we can be our best selves for others. Um, and it's so easy to forget about that. So do whatever you need to do, whether that is three minutes of just closing your eyes and listening to your favorite song or putting your nose in a book for a few minutes, going outside and doing jumping jacks, whatever. Take care of yourself and that's going to put you in a better position for shining your best light in the world. Yeah. Help me shift back to, to our, our first part of our conversation around open why. So yeah. where for people that want to maybe... I think you've got, you're doing a fantastic job and everyone has got heard most of the story, but if they haven't, where can they go to learn more about OpenY and just all of the great things that, that the team is doing? Well, Saranda, they can visit openy.org. Um, on our contact page, there are a number of connection points. I would say that uh, the website has a lot of information that you would expect to find on the website. It's when you dig into the channels like Slack or the message board that um, you really start to see and catch the flavor of the community. Yeah, that's great. But I would urge you for those um, that haven't checked out OpenY, please do so. They have great resources for YMCA's fantastic I need another word besides community. Like it's, it's almost like a family. Like they, it, what I've seen is. this week, um, <laughs> just so supportive for no matter the task at hand, like it could be something simple and the, everyone is there to rally around it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Amber. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Saranda. It's been a pleasure. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Accelerant Podcast. To check out previous episodes, see the full list on Daxo.com or your favorite podcast app.